If you have your Bible, please, I'd like you to turn to John chapter 8. I think we're in John chapter 8, and in a few moments we'll look together at that. And many of you will remember, well, I'm very old, as you know, but I remember a boxer who used to say, I am the greatest. Uh, His name used to be Cassius Clay, and then it changed to Muhammad Ali. He was the greatest. Well, I think of boxers, he, he, he probably was one of the greatest of boxers. But you know, there's a verse in Scripture, it talks about Jesus Christ. It says, a greater than. And I'd like to, over the times I'm with you in the future, just to um, look at the Scriptures where it talks about Jesus being greater than. So for example, we, he is greater than Abraham, and we're going to look at that this evening. Scripture speaks about him being greater than the temple, greater than Solomon, greater than Jacob, and greater than Jonah. And God willing, we'll arrive at each of those at a different point and just compare the Lord Jesus Christ with them and see why Scripture said he was greater than they were. Very, very important. So let me read to you, if I may, uh, from Scripture. I'm going to read from verse um, 52 of chapter 8, okay? Now, we have a discussion going on here, uh, just to give you the background, and um, Jesus um, has people around him who acknowledge who he is, but he also has other people who don't believe he's the Son of God and are out to really do him down. So this is a conversation that's taking place. Just prior to this, they accused of being a Samaritan and being demon-possessed, okay? They actually said that about Jesus. And this is the background. At this the Jews exclaimed, now we know you are demon-possessed. Abraham died, and so did the prophets that you say that if anyone keeps your word, he will never taste death. And here's the question. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died, and so did the prophets Who do you think you are? Jesus replied, if I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My Father whom you claim as your God is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. And I said I did not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I know him and keep his word Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. Verse 57, you're not yet 50 years old, the Jews said to him, and you have seen Abraham? I tell you the truth, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. At this they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. So at the beginning of this uh, little mini-series, we're going to look at these five passages. Um, Three of them are found in in the Gospels there, five passages, three in the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 12, and two in John's Gospel 4 and 8. At different points, they were recorded. And it's this assertion that Jesus is greater than Jesus is greater than, let's let the cat out of the bag straight away. Jesus is greater than everyone because he is God. So because he's the son of God and there is no demarcation, there's no inferiority in the Godhead at all, the subordination in the Godhead, 
but not inferiority in the Godhead, we look at Scripture and we've got to realise the context of this. Jesus had come, he was a carpenter. One moment he's a carpenter, the next minute he's in the Jordan, the next minute he's in the wilderness, the next minute he's preaching and healing and teaching. And it really caused a massive stir. But a lot of the religious people, Pharisees, did not like Jesus at all because he was upsetting their preconceived religious ideas. You always know when you're turning into a Pharisee because you won't ever open your mind to someone else is saying. Doesn't mean you all have to change your mind, but at least you need to be open-minded to see if what they're saying is true. And if it's not in Scripture, well, we move on, don't we? Very, very quickly. So we're going to look at the first one this evening, greater than Abraham in preeminence. It comes to this question in verse 53. Are you greater than our father Abraham? Now Abraham had a special place in the minds of the Jewish people. Of the great monotheistic religions, we have the the, the Muslim religion, we have the Jewish religion, and we have the Christian faith. We find there that Abraham has a place uh, of importance in that way. And certainly for us, Abraham was way up there. So the moment the thought came, are you greater than Abraham? Well, immediately that was dynamite. Because Abraham was held high. He was the father of the faithful. He was the founder. We go back into Genesis and we find there in Genesis 12, God promised Abraham, that he, his descendants would become a nation. Wow, that's tremendous. And the nation was standing there. Jesus was now preaching to part of that nation. That prophecy, that promise, not a prophecy, that promise to Abraham had come to pass. Israel were a nation. And so how was Jesus greater than um, Abraham in that respect? Well, in that same verse where it says that Abraham would become a nation, the verse is there, and in you all the nations of the earth will be blessed, which was speaking of the Messiah, the Saviour. So yes, we acknowledge Abraham as the founder of the nation, but we acknowledge Jesus Christ who has come and is a blessing to the whole world. Abraham was a blessing to Israel. Jesus is a blessing to to the whole world. So he's greater than Moses, apparently he's greater than Abraham in that way. Also, we find that Abraham left his home. Very important there. He had to leave a place called Haran. He had to leave his home. It was the call of God. God called him out, taking him to what would become Cana, which would become the promised land, which would become Israel today. God called him out. He left his home in obedience to the call of God that he might go and take possession of that land. As you know, that didn't happen immediately, but it happened later. But Jesus also is greater than Abraham because Jesus didn't leave a city and move to another city. Jesus didn't leave, I live in Derby, leave Derby and move to Birmingham or Birmingham and move to Coventry. No, It tells us of Jesus that he left heaven and came down to earth. Christ left heaven to be our saviour. So yes, Abraham formed the nation. Jesus is a blessing to all nations. Yes, Abraham left his hometown, but Jesus left heaven. It tells us of, of Abraham, it says that when he was told he was going to have a child in his old age, it says there he believed God 
and it was accredited to him as righteousness. Amazing. Here we have a man in the Old Testament who was declared righteous on the basis of his faith. Now, you and I are declared righteous on the basis of our faith, but not our faith in the fact that we would be parents, but in the faith that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, yes, he was accredited as righteous. We had a man walking about who God had said, as far as I'm concerned, he's righteous. But Jesus is in greater than that because he comes to us and anyone who will put their faith and their trust in him, anyone who will believe him that he died for them and that he is their saviour, they too will receive eternal life and will have the forgiveness of sin, which will be attributed to them. It will be, as we looked the other week, imputed righteousness. So yes, the man Abraham became righteous, but Jesus Christ makes millions righteous through the death on the cross. Abraham was a great man of covenant. We have a covenant when um, he started out in his walk with God in chapter 15. We have the covenant of circumcision in chapter 17. Both of those covenants were vital, very important, the covenants that Abraham entered into. I'm giving you the chapters so you may want to read them at home and follow through on what I'm saying. But Jesus brought into a new covenant. You see, the covenant of circumcision was where the flesh would be cut. But Jesus tells us now that we have our hearts have been circumcised. Not a physical thing, it's a spiritual thing. And it has no correlation at all, other than the Jews were marked out, the children of Abraham were marked out by that ceremony. And Jesus has given us a new heart and a new way of life. So Jesus is greater than Abraham, greater in what he came to do, greater in his covenant. We have the new covenant, which is ours through the shedding of his blood. At our communion service, we remember the new covenant, which is far greater than any covenant Abraham had, far greater than anything that God had agreed to the Jewish people. Great as that was, important as that was, they were just signposts to help us understand God's great covenant. So he was, he was promised a nation and Jesus was promised that all who believed in him would be saved. He left his home, Jesus left heaven and he believed God it was accounting for righteousness. Jesus wasn't accounted as righteous, Jesus was righteousness. So he's superior in every way. So Abraham, a sinner, was accredited with righteousness. Jesus was not accredited with righteousness. His very essence was righteous. He had no sin, Scripture says. And so when we compare the two men, is it any wonder we can say, you know, he's far superior, he's far better, he has the preeminence in all this way. We find in Genesis 18, when God was going to judge Sodom and Gomorrah for their sins, it tells us there that Moses, sorry, I keep saying Moses, please forgive me, Abraham um, pleaded with God not to destroy. And you may know the story. Let me tell you, it's in Genesis 18. You know, if you find so many, will you not destroy them? He said, okay. And it worked down, and the number got down to basically uh, Lot and his family. But he interceded for a city. They would not be judged. Hebrews 8 tells us that Jesus intercedes. He is the high priest of a new covenant. 
Hebrews 7, verse 25, he always lives to intercede for them. Who? Those who have come to God through him. So we have Abraham, the great intercessor, but Jesus is far superior. Abraham prayed for a city that was still judged. Jesus is praying for you and for me. He's interceding for us, not for a city, but for this world. He cried over Jerusalem that they might turn back to him. Oh, how I would have gathered you as a hen would gather her chicks. Jesus' heart, so pastoral in that situation, showing that he was far superior. Are you greater than? He certainly was. Of course, we cannot mention the life of Abraham without thinking of his great trial when God asked him to take his son Isaac and take him to a mountain and there to sacrifice him. Then at the last minute, God said, stop, now I know that you love me more than this. The, the request was ceased. And of course, Jesus was far greater than this because God stepped in and Isaac did not have to die. God stepped in and Abraham did not have to make that sacrifice. God stepped in. I believe that Abraham believed that if he had slain his child, that he would have, God would raise him from the dead. I believe he believed in resurrection, but you may not agree. Have a think about it and uh, tell Scott when you've decided what you believe. Okay. But you see, Jesus was far superior to that because Jesus went to the cross. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, is it possible for this cup to pass from me? And heaven was silent. No, you've got to go through with this. You've got to go through with it. And there on the cross, he gave himself. There was no voice from heaven saying, stop. Stop. Jesus went to the cross. The father did, did something more than he ever asked of Abraham. Is it any wonder that we can see those words there? Are you greater than our father Abraham? The simple answer is, yes, he is. He's greater in every aspect of his ministry. Every aspect of his ministry. Well, the question I say in verse 53 is, are you greater than our father Abraham? And of course, the conversation takes place. Um, now they say, now we know you are demon-possessed. What an insult to this man. What an insult to the teacher Jesus Abraham died and so did the prophets. Yet you say, if anyone keeps your word, he will never taste death. The argument is, they were spiritual. It's Abraham, famous Abraham, father of the faithful, he died. The prophets, faithful God, they died. Who are you to say that you won't die? Of course, he did die, but he rose again and lives now to make intercession for us. So their argument is, how, how can you say this? Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Well, Jesus is going to tell him very simply. Jesus replied, if I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. Of course it doesn't. Says, my father, whom you claim as your God, he said, who you claim? He wasn't even allowing them to say that they were God-fearing people. My father whom you claim as your God is the one who glorifies me. Well, they were getting angrier and angrier about what Jesus was teaching here. Is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, 
I know him. You don't even know God. I'm superior to Abraham because I know God. I've come from God. He's superior to Abraham, not because he knows God, but because he is God. And in a moment, Jesus is going to throw in an ex- a grenade that would explode in their minds that would result in t- severe consequences. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I did not, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and I keep his word. And then to, to prove this point that he is superior to Abraham, he says these words, which was going to cause such an explosion. Your father, Abraham, rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. Hang on. You're telling me that Abraham, back in Genesis 12, the Abraham who lived those thousands of years ago, rejoiced at seeing your day. What, what do you mean? Well, is that in you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Abraham knew that through his descendants, Messiah would come. But that Abraham fully understood the whole nature of Messiah and understood the whole work of, uh, of the Saviour, I'm not sure. But he knew that the promise had been given to him there. He said, how can you say you saw, that Abraham saw it? He said, and this is where they, they lose logic. They, 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 go, they go silly. They said, ah, you're not yet 50. And the Jews said, and you have seen Abraham. But they couldn't get off this horizontal plane. You see, they wouldn't give ground that Jesus was unique, that Jesus was none other than the Son of God. They would say, well, you're not old enough and you're not this. They just couldn't cope with it. It wasn't a matter of, explain to us what you mean. We'd like to understand what you mean. Tell us what happened. Please, let's listen to what you say. Give us some scripture. Oh, no way. In rebuff to it, oh, you're a Samaritan. You're a demon possessed. They just didn't want to know in that way. And then Jesus, of course, says to them this way, your father, Abraham, he gave them that much. They were were descendants of Abraham. There's no way around it. The Jewish nation came from Abraham. Rejoice at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. Why was he glad? Because a saviour was to be born. Then, of course, the argument is silly. You are not yet 50 years old, the Jews said to him, and you've seen Abraham. And then, do you know, I don't do fireworks now, but when I did fireworks, it was light blue touch paper and stand well clear. Do you remember that? If you're my age, you will. You know, and never return to a firework. That's the other thing you should never do. That's a little bit of public health service announcement for this evening. Okay? He says then, I tell you the truth, Jesus. Before Abraham was born... Right, so we're talking Genesis 12. Before Abraham was born, I am. And that was like lighting dynamite. That was going to cause an explosion. Up till this point, there was room for debate. Who do you say you are? Why do you say you are more preeminent than greater than Abraham? Well, I listed some of the areas where he is greater, just from his history. But now... Jesus moves forward and he's going to answer that question. Are you greater than? And he's about to say, and this is the main reason. This is the most important point 
of why I am greater than Abraham. Here it is. Before Abraham was, hear this, I am. I tell you the truth, that before Abraham was born, I am. In other words, I existed before Abraham existed. Now, Abraham was born a thousand years ago, buried, etc., etc. He lived to be, I think, 175. That's not bad. You get some good pension there, wouldn't you? That would bankrupt the Elam pension scheme if I lived to be 175. I think they're hoping I go to heaven soon to save money. But um, I'll do my best to not let that happen. Um, but he claimed to be in existence, don't fall out with the word, in existence before Abraham. Now, who was there that existed before Abraham? God. It was God who called Abraham out. It was God who told Abraham about the, uh, the covenants. It was God who told him to leave his home. It was God who told him. All down the line, God spoke to Abraham and Abraham obeyed him almost completely. Almost. And Jesus says, look, before Abraham was born, I, I, I existed. Whoa, what? That was, that was, they were looking for stones now. They were looking, is there any nice bricks around here we could throw at Jesus? They were ready to kill him. They were warming up for it. And then he said, before Abraham was born, I existed. No, he didn't say that. He says, before Abraham was born, I am. Now, again, many of you will know this, that is a direct quote from, for example, one particular place is in Exodus where God meets Moses at the burning bush. And Moses says to, God says to Moses, I want you to go in, tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And Moses was at that time um, new to all of this. He said, well, who, who shall I say sent me? Can I have a name, please? And it's almost like God sort of struggles. What do you want to name? My name's not Colin. My name's not Gord. My name's not Scott. I don't, I don't have a name like that. I don't have a birth certificate. I don't have parents that decided to call me whatever. He says, just say, I am. Which means, I have always been. I always am and I always will be. The New Testament equivalent is where Jesus said, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It is a clear claim to deity. It is a clear claim to be the Son of God. Are you greater than our father Abraham? Well, he is by covenant. He is by nationhood. He is by ministry, but more, more than that. He's greater than Abraham because Abraham was a disciple of Jesus before Abraham was, well, no, not before he was born, but he was a disciple of Jesus then, but he didn't know Jesus in that way. He was, I think. Now, in case you're in any doubt that they meant this, it tells us there, um, I am. At this, they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself slipping away from the temple grounds. You see, he had now crossed the line for the Pharisees. He crossed the line. In the same way, if you came this evening and said to me, I'm God, I wouldn't stone you. 
I would probably make you a cup of tea and sit down and have a chat with you because I think you need help. You know, and hopefully by the time we've had the cup of tea, you might realise that you're not God and that you need to go back on your medication. But not the Jewish people. No, no. Not the Jewish people. The minute someone claimed to be God, they had to die. Now, a lot of these raw laws, and forgive me for not being able to cite them, would be found in the old law of God. The, the covenant, pardon me, the Ten Commandments, the laws of Israel. But you see, the whole thing was this. They wanted to stone him because he claimed to be God. And yet not for one second did they open their minds and their hearts to the thought, I wonder if he is. He's healing the sick. He's feeding 5,000. He's walking on water. Demons are obeying him. Well, hang on, hang on. Maybe. But no, their minds were closed. And when they said, are you greater than our father Abraham? Their simple answer is, I am. Because he looked forward to my day. He was my servant. He worshipped me. He served me. There are times in the life of Abraham, and time won't allow me this evening to do this, when Abraham had encounters. Sometimes he had encounters with an angel. Sometimes he had an encounter with what's called the angel of the Lord. On some occasions, the angels stopped Abraham from worshipping them because they weren't God. On other occasions, quote, the angel accepted the worship. Nice little bit of homework for you there. Okay? Because Abraham had met Jesus, I believe, in one of those what we call a, 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 a pre-incarnation appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ. I think it's a Christophany as the word, forgive me. If it's wrong, we'll correct it, I'm sure. In that way. So there is the distinct possibility in my mind that Abraham had met Jesus, not in the carpenter's son. Well, he wasn't the carpenter's son, but the, uh, the son of the carpenter, you know what I mean. But he had encountered him. When the angels came to destroy Sodom and Abraham negotiated, was that one of the occasions? I don't know. There are several and it is well worth a study. So there are five portions of Scripture where Jesus is Christ is one greater than. Greater than Abraham, greater than the temple, greater than Solomon, greater than Jonah, greater than Jacob. Tonight, we've answered the question, are you greater than our father Abraham? And the simple answer is, yes, he is. By his ministry, by his life, by his covenants, by his resurrection, by his forgiveness, in him all the nations of the earth will be blessed in the preaching of the gospel. But more than that, he is God. That's why in the little advert we did for this uh, online, it's the most important truth is to know who Jesus Christ is. You see, Jesus Christ's headship covers four areas. And with this, I'm going to conclude in just a moment. It tells in Colossians 1.15, he is the firstborn over all creation. So before creation, Jesus existed. In Colossians 1.18, he's the firstborn from among the dead. He's the prototype for our resurrection because 
he lives, Scripture says, we shall live also. Redemption. He is the firstborn among many brothers. Romans 8, 29. And lastly, Hebrews 1, 6. The firstborn, let all the angels worship him.